a Shishkin Productions podcast. An editor I worked with knew that this producer or this higher up who they did stuff for didn't mm-hmm. like dings. They didn't like ding sounds. <laughs> so they purposely kept trying to sneak in as many subtle dings <laughs> as they could throughout the whole book. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? Welcome back to the Sizzle Reel Podcast. Welcome back for this week. What up? Not How back to been? the show, but back for the first time. We're back again. Feel- oh my God, we're back again. I was going to go with feels like the first time. Yeah, we'll play both of those. <laughs> Make a note to myself to edit, to edit both of those in. Um, Chris, what's up, man? What's popping? Oh, you know, just, uh, you know, we're recording pretty late in the week. It's it's Friday night right now. Friday night. Like, you know, when you're when we're recording on Friday night at like seven o'clock, it means we had a busy week and uh, shit was fucking nuts. Yeah, we really I mean, I know we've talked about Tree Ford a ton, but like ever since we've been back, we haven't had a chance to really catch up. Like, I think we each got a day where we got to sleep and then it was right back into it. Yeah, it's been a it's it's been a, a crazy couple of weeks. We've had some projects uh, pop up at the last minute that we mm-hmm. have to do. We've had some projects run over where yep. like they're in a week over, and we thought they were going to be done. So now we're kind of juggling, but we're 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 making some pretty cool stuff. I think yeah. I yeah. think uh, I don't know. I made one thing this week that I like really enjoyed that mm-hmm. I thought was dope, um, and it was like really fast paced. It's about major league soccer all-star game skills challenge mm-hmm. um yeah i, I enjoyed really the cool cut video. Yeah. it was uh you, you kind of leaned into like the collage aspect and yeah, uh it's like a very high energy like video collage thing it should be out this week at some point somewhere so there you go if you find a cool <laughs> skills challenge video on youtube that might be it who the fuck knows yep um chris Yes, uh, yes. Look, before we get into this sure. crazy episode, we have like a lot of interesting, interesting stuff. To yeah, totally. Today, this is, but it's a packed episode. Packed episode. But before we get into it, <laughs> um, uh, we're laughing because it's not a packed episode. We yeah, have barely it. anything to discuss. And it's 715 on Friday, like you said. And yeah. We're both just trying to go the fuck home. Yeah, you know. It. Uh, but. Well, we will. We'll, 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 the energy will come up. Yeah, we'll, no, we're, we're. I'm here with the energy. I just know. don't have shit to talk about. But I'm, I'm yeah. sipping on a little happy hour margarita. You know, oh I'm, yeah, I'm Sh- pretty good. Shout out, wandering bar man. Shout out. We uh, have, we should record an ad read for them at some point. Yeah, soon it's, it's too. been a while. It's been a while. Been a while. Uh, yeah. Where can the people find us before we get started? Yo, so we are at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We have Sizzle Real Gang at Gmail dot com, yes. and we have a uh, uh, TikTok Shishkin Productions, uh, and being we, run by the wonderful intern exactly the Shishkin. Productions content creator intern exactly she now runs it Monday Tuesday and Wednesday look I know that we're normally promoting at sizzle real gang but also follow uh, I think we're at shishkin prod or is it is it shish prod no shishkin prod we're, on Twitter on Twitter There's and zero, Instagram zero on Instagram tweets. on Instagram because uh, we it's ha- shishkin productions on Instagram is I, it? No I don't know idea we're, it we're on Instagram too uh, we have we're on Instagram too that's right they made an Instagram too <laughs> just for us Instagram one was fucking so garbage <laughs> and it was such a commercialized wasteland um, we have a social media intern running that now so there is actually content to see every, like every at least every Monday Tuesday and Wednesday so yeah. please check that out and most importantly back to Sizzle Real Gang yes. we have this is a real cold line that is three three two three 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 four three three sixty one wow 
That's yeah. the remix. That's the off. Captain Beefheart type remix. <laughs> I got Captain Beefheart on the brain. So many music references in the first three minutes of this show. I can't today. even keep up. I'm probably not going to edit that one. I'm not, I'm not editing Captain Beefheart into... Actually, yes, I will. Right here, I'm going to play <laughs> We're gonna a little it. snippet of Captain Beefheart. The dust blows back or whatever We're going to get a DMCA takedown notice, aren't we? Captain Beefheart, he wants us to play his music. Here it is. There's old gray with her dove wing hat. There's old green with her sewing machine. Where's the bobbin at? She's toting old grain in a printed sack. The dust blows forward and the dust blows back. And the wind blows black through the sky. And the smokestack blows up in the sun's eye. What am I gonna die? A white flake riverboat just blew by. Bubbles pop big. And a, and a lipstick Kleenex hung on a pointed forked twig. It's a weird one. It's a weird song. No, it's, I didn't play it's, the whole song. Obviously, I only played a couple seconds of it. But Frank, Frank Zappa would be so thrilled. Frank Zappa is a beast, but Captain Beefheart. He, he's also a beast, but this song just in particular is so bizarre. It's the <laughs> it's weirdest song. It's such a throwback. Uh, we, I remember r- checking out this album from the library yeah, and right. ripping it on my, onto my computer when yeah. I was like 15 years old. Hell yeah. That's how I discovered so much music. Mm-hmm. That was like, the library is my number one place to discover music. It should still be for, for many people. Not for everyone. But to support your library, not Spotify. Yeah, I agree. Um, Unless you're using so much, Spotify to listen to rounds of sound. Yeah, it's just so much harder to uh, <laughs> to like go to the library and get CDs when I you can know. just go to Spotify and just listen for free, basically. It's CDs. It's fucked up. Um, Chris, I got the craziest email. I know you plugged the scissorrealgang at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And at scissorrealgang at gmail.com, we received a very wild email a few, like a week ago at this point that you're listening probably 10 days ago, something like that. It's from... Carlos at Pod Status. He's he's mm. from a company called Pod Status. He said, "Hello, how's it going? Hope all is well. I have some cool information that might interest you. Your podcast, The Sizzle Reel, has good performance in Apple Podcast rankings in the last thirty days, position forty in the category TV and Film Ireland." Wow. That's right. We're a top 40 hit in That's Ireland. Right. Yeah, we're, the, we're, we're on the charts. The sizzle reel is making its way to Ireland. And, uh, you know, I was talking actually to a uh, contest winner, last contest winner, Eamon. Mm-hmm. I was talking to him about this the other day because he's Irish. I was like, yo, look at that. We're we're making waves internationally. And then we decided that probably what happened was Robbie, his friend who was visiting, who came to golf with us, we asked him to download the episodes. Yep. And, like his phone maybe just didn't get back on Wi-Fi or some or on network or whatever until he got back to Ireland and then suddenly uh-huh. downloaded all 80 episodes and they were like, whoa, <laughs> surge in popularity. Yep. Yep. But, that's got to be it. You know what? I mean, or may- maybe it's because we were talking about how Ireland is, you know, a tax haven that was on what, what I learned last week, like three or four weeks that's ago. That's a good point. We did talk about that as well. <laughs> we talked about moving the company there. All so. signs point to Sizzle Real Gang moving to Ireland at one point in its career. It might we'll happen. See. We'll see. It just depends on uh, on really what what goes on uh, in the U.S. Right now, things aren't great in the U.S. Shit's a little fucked up. Um, we'll you see. know, th- things aren't great in general. Yeah, but if you, like, leave, then things could be better. You know what I mean? Like, that might be better somewhere else. The grass is always greener in Ireland. 
That's a good point. That's, yeah, they, I think that's actually true. That's why they made that uh, Microsoft XP desktop or whatever. No, it's a classic. Windows Millennium Edition, whatever the fuck that was. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, XP. Why not? Um, Chris. What's up? So uh, this week, you know, mm-hmm. we've been chatting with our boy over at uh, MLS, our buddy KG. Hell yeah. He's the man. We got to get him on the show at some point. Had a good call um, yesterday. But yeah, we were, we were chit-chatting and... Um, they got their all-star game coming up. Sure. Um, in early July. Yeah. Is it late July, mid July, July, early July? No, early August. It's early August. Actually. I think it's the first week of August in, uh, oh, August in, 10th in Minnesota. And, um, we, uh, you know, normally not with just that company, but with a lot of companies, we're just the post-production part. You know, mm-hmm. all we do is just edit the videos, do the graphics, whatever, everything. Like if you want to, you know, record some VO, yeah. we can do that. We might, we might help with like the concepting. We'll, we'll do the pre and the post, but yeah. we never do the prod. Yeah. We're not really ever like on set. We never have cameras in our hands, but, um, the things might change this summer. We mm-hmm. might be doing a little more production stuff. I know we've been talking about that. It's slowly been creeping in. It's been creeping in. It's been creeping in. And so one of the things that we were in the past, we've edited a series called questionable Q and a, mm-hmm. It's basically where, you know, the athletes are, it's their media time, their media answering time. So sure. they uh, make it seem like a press conference. So they sit them down and then they ask them uh, just questions. Like some of them will be related to soccer. Like, what's your favorite goal you've ever scored? And some of them will just be like, you uh, know, what what would the your autobiography be called? Yeah, like what would be the title of your autobiography? Very similar to a concept we've done for national hockey league before mm-hmm. and it's not really necessarily like a groundbreaking concept but it is one that's always fun to watch it's yeah. always one that's fun to work on too it's cool content and we you know we kind of helped uh get the voice and the style for the the first season that we did two or three years ago now yeah 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 and so we've done it a few times we've done it we've we, i think every time they've done it we've edited it i think so but uh this time it might be different this time we might be going to film it yeah Um, And I don't know if that would be you going or me going or both of us or whatever. But um, I think it's uh, I think it could be pretty cool. I think it would be a good experience for us. Absolutely. Like I, you know, because the few times that we have done any sort of production, we're usually doing it for friends or like very low stakes stuff. And this is a little bit higher stakes. It's not crazy or anything, but. I mean, it is a media session for Major League Soccer, and it's really the only one they're going to get with the players this year, as far as I know. Like, that's kind of a big deal. And yeah. it, but luckily, it's not a difficult shoot. Like, right. The concept is like fairly straightforward. It's like get the it, 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 and if we have a lot of time to, to set it up, if we have like the day before to set everything up, it's mm-hmm. like set it up, get the lights right, make sure everything's good. Just remember to roll and get them in focus. Yep. And the camera's on sticks. The second camera's probably also on sticks, just with a little bit of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I feel like it's a really straightforward setup. It's just that, you know, I don't know, being in those positions is always sort of, it's a little bit nerve-wracking. It's, it's just like, uh, I don't know. It's a different kind of stress, because like as like editors, post-production people, usually we'll get, if we get bad video or bad audio we're like sorry there's there's only so much we can do it was just captured wrong yeah. and it's like we'll work around it and we'll make it better like we can be the ones who save the day yeah. but here it's like your job is you get it you get it right or you 
fucked it up. You know, like those yeah. are, it's really a pass fail. Yeah. And I guess to some extent it's, it's sort of like it, it is pass fail, but also we're the ones editing it. So like, we'll be able to kind of figure it, figure it out. Yeah. But it, it's always interesting to like, just to make that jump across the, across the aisle, across the hedge, however you want to call yeah. it. Like across the line. Cause we're, yeah, we're below the line. Yeah. Well, well isn't, I think camera people I guess are below they, the line yeah, I guess too. they are. But yeah. what if we started acting? <laughs> but <laughs> like if, if, uh, you know, just to go from post to, to go to, to, to making the, to, to filming, to go to production, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a weird, it's a weird jump. I feel like not a lot of people do it. I feel like a lot of people go the want, opposite way. Yeah. Maybe go the opposite way. I think a lot of people want to do it, but mm-hmm. just don't. I think what's really common is going from editing to motion graphics. Yeah, that's like that a really, really yeah. common move. Um, you know, it's yeah. weird though that we have this trepidation because we've both been professional camera operators in our yeah. lifetime at different yeah. points. Like we know how to work a camera. We just like haven't done it in a while or like it's not our main focus. My goal is to not even touch that fucking camera. You're just trying to like direct. Yeah, I'm trying to direct and to... Um, that's it, really. Just direct and produce and just take take notes and shit. I don't know. Like, I, I imagine I'm going to be the one asking questions. Or, you think so? I think so, yeah. I, I don't really know because, I mean, There's going to be an English speaker and a Spanish speaker, Yeah, the Spanish-speaking right? ones, I think, I'm assuming they'll... I hope that they provide us with some producers. That would be sick because then, like, they can do that. And yeah. They can just direct and make sure that the shots are what we want, the lighting's right, everything's on time. Because, again, that's not a type of production where you're going to have, like all of the positions like as a director quote unquote for that you're also your own like ad oh yeah you're probably going to be your own script super and like it's it's a step above a skeleton crew yeah exactly it's so i don't know i'm excited for it i think it'll be cool um hopefully you know fingers crossed we get it if we get it uh That'll be well. We'll definitely talk about it on the it, pod. Maybe we can even get Kyle on. Yeah. To fucking. It sounded like KG was like trying to push for us to do it. He sounded like he wanted us to do it. And yeah. I feel like we were the ones who were like, "Well, I mean, are you sure?" Yeah, I mean, straight up though. Honestly, like we, I, I'm just like, maybe that's part. I'm not trying to just go in and like be all like confident and like balls to the wall. Like, yeah, dude, fuck it, we'll we'll do it. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. I want to say it. I'll, I'll be like, yes, we'll do it. However. You know, we'll be transparent about. I'm gonna be transparent with yeah. you, like, yeah, I don't like do this shit all the time, but I, I would love to. Yeah. So if you're confident in, in giving us a shot, sure, let's do it. It's funny because, like, with with post production, we're completely like in over overly confident. I'd say, like, sometimes we're just like, yeah, we'll, we'll do it all. We can do it all. Just yeah. give it to us, and then we figure it out from there. Because it's a lot easier to do it in post. You can yeah. you can figure it out from there. Yeah. You know, you can Google it. That's true. On That's true. set, you you're time. not gonna like Google uh, how to. You know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, there's nothing to really Google, I guess. Yeah. I don't, so yeah, just make sure that, don't. Just make sure the shit is in focus and well lit and that's it. And hit record. Yeah. But, um, well, and especially like you only have maybe 10 or 15 minutes with a lot of these athletes. Like if that, yeah. some of them you only get like three questions. Exactly. So you can't be wasting their time. You just yeah. gotta, you gotta know what you're doing and be professional and get them in and out. And that's the thing though, with that setup, it's so easy. Cause like I said, we're probably gonna have the day before to set everything up and make sure we're ready. Yep. And then even the day of, we'll have at least like two hours before the first person comes in. So like, it'll be set up. It'll be like, come in, get set up, mic them up, hit record. Yeah. yeah do the thing. And then have, then they leave. I'm hoping they have the budget for like at least 
three or four people to go out but we'll yeah. see we'll see yeah uh, yeah we'll get we'll get it all sorted it's nice too because you know vince has gotten his opportunities this last year working on bigger stuff yep kuba as well has gotten his opportunities so like we i think now we actually have like a crew that is i'm confident in bringing them mm-hmm. with me not knowing shit about cameras yeah and don't get it twisted. When I say don't know shit about cameras, I mean like I specifically don't models. know where the fucking buttons are. It's yeah. like, but I can tell what is wrong and what needs to change. I just don't know what button to press. Yeah. Um. I mean, and I could figure it out if I'm given like 10, 15 minutes. But yeah. like, you just don't know those specific yeah. cameras. And I don't want to take the time to fucking learn it. To be honest no. with you. Um. But yeah. Uh. I don't know any anything that you would say to keep in mind. You used to, you know, you used to film a lot for uh, for the news. And I feel like you guys had a lot of setups that were kind of like this probably where it's like literally light it, set it up and shoot an interview or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, to me, it's honestly very straightforward is just make sure really the biggest thing to me is make sure the audio was good. Like, I think that's where you have the biggest potential to fuck shit up. Yeah. I feel like camera camera operators are always very good at getting the shot and the audio 50 50. Like, it just depends. Yeah, I will say like the, the rig that we used for the dock was really cool in the sense that we had that wireless uh we had the fo- the follow focus and like the wireless follow focus and we had the uh the monitor for the director and that made everything really dope and i was just like oh this is so cool because i don't have to be like that close i can just look at this and whatever but with that it would be different because you want to ask questions so you got to be right there yeah but like I don't know. It's I, th- I think we can do it. I think we could do it. You know? Yeah. And like usually when I would be setting up for a press conference like that, I would be jockeying for position with three other news stations. Yeah. And like, you know, if it was a, a Jaguars press conference and they'd have their own internal media, too. And it was just it's it's a big fight. Right. For positioning. I feel like in this situation, we'd have priority. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, in this one, it's just us. Yeah, exactly. Because those things are not even, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I've been under the impression that they're not actually press conferences. That's just, they just set, staged, set it up that yeah. way to look like a press conference. That's the way I understand it but, too. So I think that, I, I think that it's not a difficult shoot. The thing that I'm most concerned about and that I want to like communicate very clearly is like, I, I don't want to be the one who's, I if we're going to need to hire like producers, like field producers, I want to hire the right people who know soccer and shit and like can can work in can slot in nicely into that the way the league operates and flows, because I don't want to be the one responsible for coordinating times that people are available and like making sure that like, okay, this is our window. Here are our contacts. This is the person from Nashville. This is the person from Miami. This is the person from LA who's like the team liaison that I have to contact them to get their players lined up. Or like, I don't want to be responsible for all the little things like making sure that we ship all of the fucking uh, backdrops and, and like the poles and everything and the rentals are showing up. I mean, the rentals, I don't, I can, I can take care of that, but like all of the little things like, I, those tiny coordination things. I hope that someone is on board to help with that because that I I'd be su- that's a lot for me. To yeah, I'd be surprised if we're gonna be like in charge of that. Hopefully not because I in a perfect world we're just there 
to get the shots. Like we are there to film it and do a good job filming it. We're not coordinating it. Like obviously we'll have to do some coordination, but we're not dealing, like you said, with the different clubs. We're not dealing with the players like that. Like we don't have to deal with their schedule. We just set up and they come to us. That's if that's it, then it's cool. But that's where the, in the back of my head, what I'm worried about is all of the little coordination stuff. So that'll be sorted out over the coming weeks, months, whatever, but we don't have any power in that situation is the frustrating part. If I'm put in that, that's the place where I feel on, confidence if Same. i'm put in that then i'm like uh i'll try but mm-hmm. i just like I, I can coordinate like little indie diy bands to come to a show or something but sure. i can't i can't coordinate professional athletes that's that's not me bro mm-hmm. um yeah so what i don't know we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes um we got a little time left in the first segment um a long time ago we had people send in to this is a real gang at gmail.com we had them send in things that annoyed them at yeah. work. Yeah, there was a big controversy. Someone said they sent it in, one, and yeah. they hadn't sent it in. Massive, massive controversy. Now banned for life. Um, well, we still have a few that we didn't get to, so I figured today we can kind of go through them, and yeah. uh, we can just kind of see what uh, annoys people, and maybe we'll see how it how it relates to what we do, sure. if there's any parallels. So let's start with... Uh, with Leah. Leah writes, uh, hello. Uh, Hi. She starts with too long. Didn't read (laughs) annoying when people submit wrong data and we have to start projects over again. Annoying how much time we have to spend pleasing higher ups, which is probably true at any job. She writes, um, this is a pretty long email, but I'll try to go through it succinctly. Yeah. I work in marketing analytics and my initial thought of annoying things that happens at work was, Quote, when people confirm the data they sent us is correct and later realize there is an error and we have to start everything over again. That's annoying and time consuming. But upon further consideration, what I find more annoying is when we have to provide a report for some higher up in an organization. It takes weeks of iterations, rounds of review, multiple team meetings just to make sure the content is positioned in the correct way for this important person. Uh, But then uh, she says it makes sense up to a point. But uh, when it becomes like, uh, oh, this person only likes pictures and no words, or this person doesn't like when this has too much blue on the slides, or this person only has five minutes, so we need to make sure we can condense everything into five minutes. Um, Basically, she says it's annoying because too much of too many people's time and brain power goes into pleasing the higher ups, and it is is annoying. Uh, I think... uh, that sounds like that, a universal, maybe not a, completely universal, but we definitely deal with things like that. I mean, pretty much every video that we do, not every, but a lot of videos that we do will coordinate with the team uh, back and forth, back and forth, and then they'll send it to their stakeholders. And these are people that are typically, you know, higher up in the company or right. are funding it. They have the money. Basically, maybe they're the ones who, who like are the, the, heads of that division or whatever they control like Mm -hmm. everything in that department you know what i mean yep and uh typically those are like some of the worst people to deal with like we don't directly deal with them but the notes that they give back are like some of the most frustrating notes that we ever get because they're usually not video focused people like they don't work in the industry they don't understand what's possible they don't necessarily understand what's good and you know we always kind of 
have big disagreements there and it doesn't you know it does feel like well yeah why are we why are we doing this for you but i you know it's because that's that's the job that's the gig yeah it's 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 a it's a little frustrating and then i think sometimes like in this situation right when it's like pleasing one person and they have just absurd things like they oh they don't like words they only want to see pictures or something like Mm -hmm. that and it's like well yeah i i think there's a similar similar vibe in this industry as well where like if you're presenting to I don't know. You just you start, but you start to learn those things. You know, you learn that certain people like certain transitions. For example, like yeah. oh, I know this person doesn't like. I remember way back in the day, there was one producer, or like, it was even a higher up at a. I don't remember what company it was. I want to say it was a Pop Sugar. I just don't remember. But um, there was a an editor I worked with who knew that this producer or this higher up who they did stuff for didn't mm-hmm. like dings they didn't like ding sounds so like if there was like a sound effect to go with like a yeah. graphic popping like up a and counter. Like a ding, like yeah they knew that they didn't like them so they purposely kept trying to sneak in as many subtle dings <laughs> as they could throughout the whole fucking thing <laughs> and it's just like uh, i feel like that That's is, is so just funny i feel like that that happens all the time i want to get back industry. to leah's other point about when they submit the wrong data and you have to restart it over yeah. can you imagine if if a company gave us all the wrong footage we edited a, a v1 based on that and then they were like oh sorry this was the wrong footage here's I, the new footage i'm trying to think of if that's ever happened to me i want to say like i want to say that's that's happened before where maybe it's not like the the footage is wrong they just like maybe they i think or, they've probably yeah i think i've definitely been in things where they'll <clears throat> film an interview and then after we cut a few versions, they'll be like, yeah, they want to redo the interview. So you have to that, like, redo everything. I feel like that's happened. Before. I feel, I think that happened with uh, a tech project like two or three months ago, I thought. Right. I could yeah. have sworn, but I don't remember if they ever ended up reshooting the interview or what, or they just shot like a supplemental thing to go with it. But well, and there, it, that happens a lot. Well, and there was a tech company that I don't even know if we did the the video for them, um, but they they had a video like three years ago that they put out and they wanted to add one extra interview to that three-year-old video. So that's what this was that I just did this week. But but they ended up changing their mind on that and were just like, let's just redo the video completely. That makes sense. Yeah, because, you know, but again, that's a thing where it's like the people who aren't making the who who are involved in filmmaking yeah or whatever that's such a weird term to use because it's just stupid videos but yeah whoever's making these videos right the people who are at the top who make requests don't even understand how absurd that is it's yeah. like to be like hey remember this thing we did three years ago let's re-edit it and add one more person it from like from a zoom call and yeah. shit. It's like, come on man like the what come on but i don't know that's uh that that's that's how it goes. Um, Leah, thank you for for writing in. Uh, we got uh, we got one more here from uh, from Koobs. He says something annoying that happens during work is when you go on a company retreat and you're on your fourth fourth white cloth, but nobody knows, so you have to announce it to everyone. That's probably one of the most common annoying things that happens at work. I'd say. Wow. And after reading that email, I'm glad he didn't win because yeah. that's another not not real grievance. I don't think you just wasted everyone's time. Also, I think it was his fifth white cloth. Fifth at the white time, cloth. So I think he got that wrong too. This I thought it was a sixth white cloth. It could have been a sixth. Uh, Lisa writes, what grinds my gears about post-production is that producers can't get it right the first time. Wow. 
that's a very subtle, uh, subtle way, a very quick way of kind of summing up a lot of uh, grievances with yeah. the post process. You know, that's I, I appreciate that email. I think it's a little bit misguided because you know part of part of the notes process is you know you get a couple stabs at it, right? Right. But I. I do understand it. I do wish that producers would get it right the first time, but I don't expect them to because it's it's tough. It's tough. Uh, and the last email that we have on this is from Amy. Amy writes, hello, says a real gang. In true New Yorker fashion, I couldn't pass up an opportunity to complain and air my grievances. So thanks for opening up the floor. You're While welcome. I could tell many, many stories of annoyances at my various jobs uh, through my life, car hop at Sonic uh, shift leader at Blockbuster, RIP, <laughs> licensed real estate agent. I'll focus on my current role. Uh, there have been so many positive aspects of this creative field, but we're not here to focus on those. So here we go. After a couple of years of getting to know the ins and outs of this industry, I've noticed there are some common traits among certain roles, and some of those traits are a fucking annoying. Ooh. Hands down, the one that takes the cake is when someone takes themselves way too seriously. I've noticed this most often shows up from producers. No offense, but not everything you make is an expression of incredible creativity. In fact, most of the time, it's just some content that literally no one is really going to give a shit about. I'm all about being passionate about your work, but sometimes a job is just a job. Uh, thanks for consistently solid content, y'all. Sizzle Reel is my favorite part of Monday. Wow. Shout out, Amy. Uh, thanks, Amy. Look, people take themselves too seriously a lot of the time. I, I agree. And... You know, it all just boils down to uh, them trying to, I guess it's not to be like a uh, an apologist for them, but it's them trying to do their job, but they're just getting caught up that like, hey man, there's the dirty little secret is no one actually gives a fuck because yeah. they're just videos. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not that important. I think, I think it's probably more difficult for a, a producer because they don't have, for the most part, they don't have the tec- technical know-how to, to make what they're trying to make so they're just trying to communicate it so yeah. they have to be like extra they just got to be extra and it, it's yeah. really annoying as you know the editor or you know anyone else in the process but you're right that is their job it's for the most part producers are pretty chill like we work with a lot of good ones but we also work with some who like you can tell them something and it it's like shouting at a brick wall and like nothing gets through their skull yeah. and that can be really frustrating yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's always such a, a weird balancing act though because you never know. Like, I, I I think that a lot of it is is also because of like uh, not being able to sit with producers. Yeah, I think like when you work with them, I like having that that time away and not not having to to deal with them Mm -hmm. but then when you get to the very very end like the last steps of stuff it's like okay oh yeah it's way easier for us to sit down and just talk about this because then you start to understand like why they make certain decisions whereas like a lot of the time in a note on frame they're not going to like write why they're making this decision they're just going to say something and then you're going to be like yo like okay this happens a lot of time with me and matt right where like i'll be like man, why did he shoot it this way? Like, what the hell? This frame looks crazy. And then when I call him and we talk, I'll be like, yo, the, the framing just looks a little crazy. And he'll be like, yeah, that the room was literally like, that was the full size of the room. My back was like against the wall. That's as, that's as wide as I could possibly go. So yeah. that's why the frame looks like this. I'll be like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Like, it's not like you yeah. didn't, it's not like you thought this was the greatest shot you could have, but I don't know. I, it's kind of a two way, two way street there too, because like we don't, 
we don't clarify every edit decision we make. That would be impossible to do. You know, like a lot of the decisions we make are just because that's how the cuts work out. And that's really all there is to it. Yeah. And, you know, that that doesn't necessarily jive jibe with what they're trying to do. Yeah. And I think uh, at the end of the day, the big picture is like, uh, you know, it's all about compromise. Like the pieces are always, they're never going to be exactly what anybody wants. That's why I always try to make like V one something that I really like. Cause then it's like, okay, from there I know that everything is compromised. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm not going to get my way on every single thing. Yeah. I gave it my best shot and every, you know, any changes you make from here, like those are your changes and you mm-hmm. have to live with them. Yep. That's it. That's exactly it. Um, all right. We had a long first segment. We went, I think we went like very, very long. So the next segment's going to be pretty short. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, let's take a quick, quick little break. When we get back, we're going to do a little NAB show preview. Woo! Welcome to Rounds of Sound, the podcast where we go song for song with indie artists to find out their influences and the stories behind their songs. I'm here with Hannah Jadagu. The way I recorded my first couple of songs was all through my iPhone. We have Victoria Park. I was on Twitter as I am and it's like, hey, are there like any labels who follow me who might be interested? It's the one and only Liam Kazar. Yeah, here's what I'll say. You gotta walk all your gear up and fly the stairs. Okay, yeah, that's, that's never that's, fun. That's, that's no fun. Check out Rounds of Sound exclusively on Spotify and find out the influences behind your favorite artists. That's Rounds of Sound. Welcome back, Sizzlers. Now, I know we've talked about it very briefly on the show before, but later this week, we are going to NAB show. We're going. In Vegas. We're going all the way to Vegas. It's going to be me, Alexi, and Amy from our crew, and then a couple of uh, of our friends a are joining as well. Matt, Matt King will be there. Matt King, Ellen. Yep. It's going to be a ragtag bunch of us just wandering around the show floor. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be pretty, pretty, pretty nuts. We, we did find out, though. So we had originally allotted Saturday and Sunday to it and then mm-hmm. flying out on Monday. Uh, but we found out that the exhibit floor doesn't open until Sunday. So we really only have like one, one and a half days there. Yeah. But you know what? We're going to make the most of it while I think there. it should be enough, honestly. Yeah. Like, I'm not out here trying to spend like two days with those nerds. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I, I th- and not, I'm not talking about our crew. I'm talking about the yeah, nerds the at nerds. the conference. I, I think that what happens with those things, having been to plenty of like CESs and uh, tech conferences in my life. Yeah. You only really need one day at yeah. the show yeah. to see the show floor. Everything else, it's like, yeah, you might miss some parties. You might miss some uh, keynote addresses or whatever. But mm-hmm. really, if you want to watch those at this point, and especially after the pandemic and shit, they're going to have like reruns of those. You can go catch them somewhere. You know what I mean? P, yeah. If you're really, really fucking interested. But, you know, it's going to be fun and we're we're going to do our own thing a little bit. Any Anything more than three days in Vegas, you're you're starting to get into weird territory. Yeah, you you're going to Poly Shoreland there. <laughs> um, so... We're going to go through and just do like a really quick preview of, of our NAB show, like what we right. what we plan on experiencing. We'll just run through a couple exhibits we want to see. Yeah, I think each of us pick three things that we're excited for at NAB. Mm-hmm. And uh, then that should be a good enough second segment. We can uh, go the fuck home. So, yep. Chris, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you kick us off? I'll, I'll start us off. And, you know, this is something that we may or may not make. Uh, depending on our flight time, but there is something called demo and drinks, and 
I don't even know who's putting this on. Speechmatics is Speechmatics. And basically they don't give you a lot of information. It's basically one sentence. It says, "You'll get the chance to see our most powerful, inclusive, and accurate speech recognition engine in action." And that actually oh. sounds kind of cool to me because for the longest time I thought the speech recognition software wasn't quite there. But uh, about a year ago, Adobe Premiere introduced it into their their uh, into Premiere into their workflow, and like we had used a script in the past. I know Evan talked about it mm-hmm. on here before, and that's how we found out. And it's really impressive; like it's very solid. And I just want to I want to see it live, and I want to you know see a demonstration and well, have a drink. Why not? And also just you know chat with the Speechmatics people. That's what's cool exactly. about this is that like people are going to be there from from you know things that we potentially. In this case, we don't know them, but I have a feeling there's going to be people from companies we know. Oh, yeah. We, we'll, like, probably, we'll be like, oh, shit, we've emailed before like, yeah. or whatever. So It's going to be a, a three, three degrees of separation or something. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a good time. Uh, so Speechmatics, huh? Yeah. What? When is the demos and drinks again? It's at three o'clock on Monday. So I think we might miss it, but... Where you know, it's flowing in my head. Maybe well, I'll stay can, an extra day. Who knows? You can yeah, if you stay an extra day, you know, hang out, go say what's up. Um, you could also, you know, you could also, according to their website here, you can book a meeting with them. Ooh, so you can just kind of go show me, say what's up. Um, yeah, and that's another thing you should keep in mind. If there's anything you want to, if there's any people who you actually want to talk to or you want to get an in depth thing, a lot of them will have like a Calendly at this point where like you can. Yeah. Uh, most of them probably booked by now, but you can hit book a meeting and just set aside time to go talk to them, you know, or fucking when we walk up to their booth, they'll probably just show us shit if we want, you know? Yeah. It's the whole, yeah, it's the whole thing. If we ask them, they're not going to be like, yeah, book us. And they'll be like, yeah, sure. We got you. Like, like, that's why we're here. Sorry, sizzlers. All right. So demo and drinks. That's a good one to kick us off for me. Uh, the, something I'm excited about is a thing called creative camera conversations, nightmare alley. It is about, yeah, it's about, um, basically, in, in, it's an in-depth discussion on the creative decisions made during the production of Nightmare Alley. Uh, so it's a, it's a conversation with the camera operator, and uh, it's being moderated by a by Michael Chambliss, production technology specialist. I don't know, International Cinematographers Guild. I think it's the, interesting that it's going to be the cinematographer and not like a, a director or even DP. Well, it, I don't even know if it's the cinematographer. I, or, I, I'm sorry, I the cam op. Sorry, the cam op. Yeah. But... Uh, it's uh, it's gonna be. It, it. I think it would be cool. The thing is, it's. It looks like it's only open to people with the NAB Show Conference Pass. I don't think that's what we have. Mm. But I could all. I feel like these are the types of things where you could probably sneak in pretty easily. I don't yeah. think like people are gonna be like, oh, you have the wrong pass. You can't sit in the back of the room while these two old guys talk to each other. So, yeah. nah, or I mean, we might be able to make friends and you know. Just, yeah, someone will just like get us in or something yeah. like that. Either way, I, I thought that movie was sick. And uh, I haven't seen it. I thought that the, you know, the the cinematography was cool. And it's also just interesting to hear about, like, what life is really like on an actual film set. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just like some corporate video thing. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's one for me. That's going to be Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So I would, I would I could, say could try to sneak in anytime that there's like actual film stuff that's going to be super interesting to me because like when i think about nab i i think about like live broadcast technology just because it's yeah. you know that's the name of it kind of mm-hmm. but it's people from all across the industry anyone who uses that kind of technology is going to be there yeah it's uh it it's i bet 
I bet that there's going to be a, a lot of stuff that we can't even fathom that's going to be going on there. Um, and I think we're going to be very wide eyed as we walk around, but we'll see. Um, what do you got for uh, number two over there? So this one is put on by Mark Roberts Motion Control. It's a Nikon Group company. Um, I don't know what day it is. It doesn't say, but it says 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Virtual production experience. MRMC will partner with View Studio for a joint demonstration of the two companies' technology that elevate video production capabilities to unprecedented levels. The interactive immersive, immersive virtual production experience will allow participants to capture a video of themselves moving through a gallery of virtual environments as if it were the real thing, all completed in 15 seconds without leaving the show floor. Um, 15 so, seconds? Yeah, yeah. So... I'm curious just exactly what it is. Like, is it a glorified green screen or is it like a 3D virtual reality that that they're putting you in? Like, is it like putting on an Oculus headset? Uh, obviously, it's different right. uh, that our experience will be different. But like, is that what it's going to look like as if I was like in the metaverse or whatever? I think I don't really know. I mean, I'm looking at their website here about motion control and virtual production and it says something about Unreal Engine Live Link plugin. I want to say that this is similar to the, the what you've been working on. Yeah. Maybe it's similar yeah. to the way they did the stage where like the, sure. you know, it's that using Unreal to, to do stuff. Yeah. But, so basically we, we worked on a production where the they set up a, a virtual stage kind of and all the video boards around it like kind of it was powered by unreal engine and it was animated and i'm not even sure if if the people on stage could see what was going on around them i don't think that i don't think that there was anything actually going on yeah right yeah or I, was it i'm not sure i'm honestly not <laughs> sure i have no idea how it worked either i don't think there was anything actually behind them i think it was only in the cameras so i think like the camp this is my guess i think that the camera has built in like uh location data and all yeah. that and then that's linked to unreal or something like that and then yeah that's where they do the animation and it kind of keeps almost, everything yeah almost like motion capture but a little bit different yeah it's it's just such a different world to what i'm used to so i might have to join you for that if uh, if we can get in there hell yeah but uh if it says if it just says 10 to 2 and doesn't say a day maybe it's, that's just what they're doing at their booth it says ongoing throughout the show at the very end of that so i think that's how it is yeah so one thing that i will say and i was going to put this in my three things but one thing that i will say i'm excited about is uh just in general the booth experiences i think like all the little swag and shit that you get mm -hmm. is going to be cool like and there's going to be demos that are going to be like the popular demos that everyone sure, wants to go course. do because they're going to be cool. Yeah. And there's going to be I know there's going to be places like giving out like shirts and fucking uh, keychains and shit I like love that. And that's always fun to get some like little random NAB swag. So I was thinking about putting NAB swag on my list, but I didn't. But so you know, it's, honorable, it's honorable still got mention. a mention. Yeah, still got a mention. Uh, my number two is a little thing called the content creator party oh yeah that's right how are that's we getting right. into that uh, well i think we're just gonna go i okay. think the way the content creator party works is uh we create is content. that you just you pay 65 bucks that's not bad yeah i mean it says if you have a post-production world pass or a field workshop pass you get it for free i mean that's like otherwise yeah otherwise it's 65 bucks Cash bar, past hors d'oeuvres, network with conference speakers, and birds of a feather, which is, I guess, other content creators, quote-unquote. Gotcha, with, gotcha. Uh, raffle prizes and one free drink ticket. A raffle. But here's the thing. Uh, you know, 
how many of the people who are going to this are actually going to be like, it, cool. you know, influencer content <laughs> oh. creators or like, cool. yeah, it's like, or is it just going to be people who edit? Like who, who is, what is a content creator? I like, gotta be honest. I'm a content creator? Yeah, 100%. So, or Absolutely. What, like what are, is, who was a content creator? I feel like it's going to be not like influencers. I feel, I don't think influencers are really going to this unless no they're, way. unless they're photography influencers and not, Even not just, then though. not, not just like I take photos, but like I review cameras and like shit like that. Yeah, That's yeah. the kind of people you might see there. Yeah. I mean, I'm just excited because, uh, it seems like a good little happy hour event. It's going to be 6.30 to 8.30 on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, after walking around the show floor, I think that'll be a fun thing to go to. You know, That does sound like a nice, like a, um, not a change of pace, but like a, a nice way to ease into the evening. Yeah, yeah. It should it should be good. And, and that's probably a great place to network as well because... Absolutely. I don't know. It's just, I feel like the people who are going to go there are going to be more like creative minded rather than business minded. I think there's going to be a lot of business minded people there yeah. who legitimately like their job, at, they might work for these companies that do creative things, but their job title is like biz dev yeah. or like sales or like they don't give a fuck no. about like they're just the creativity. They're trying to close deals. Yeah. They're there for contacts and, and deals. Yeah. And, I, and I'm out here like and drinks. I, I kind of just want to see like what the, what's popping. I want to see shit from a creative perspective. I'm just there for fun. Like it's cool to to make connections and do deals as well but i just don't think this is the place for us really like i feel like yeah, you never a know. lot of people here are going to be the people who do the same thing that we do you know what i mean i mean those people are good to know though that's very good to know that's how we get jobs a lot of the time yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm pretty stoked i'm pretty stoked so what do you what do you got for your uh, for your last one so for my last one uh instead of a specific exhibit i kind of went through the list of all the uh like featured exhibitors and vendors and just I wrote down a few, uh, you know, brands that I'm interested to see what what their booth is like. Uh, I'm going to start with BitCentral. So BitCentral is Bit central. BitCentral. So this is kind of a throwback to to my newsy days. Uh, BitCentral was basically our like, I guess it was I don't think it was a cloud server. I'm not exactly sure how it worked, but basically it was our archive of every every single story we had ever done and attached to a, a read that video we could access through the BitCentral server and it would take you know 30 seconds or so and then it would download onto our uh physical server right by our computers and that's it's how it, crazy that's how we got archival footage and it was i don't know it, it, i always thought it was really impressive technology um and they store so much information all the metadata all the different tags that come with it yeah pretty organized it was really easy to search stuff if you knew like if you knew the stories well and you knew the keywords to search because it came attached with the script that originally came with it right i mean it was basically the entire rundown that we had done that day that you could search um, i feel like they're gonna be pretty excited to uh to hear from you when you show up they're gonna be like <laughs> yeah, whoa so. dude what a nerd he like really loves <laughs> organizing footage um Another one is, how do you pronounce it? I think it's Atomos. Atomos. Um, so the Aust- they're Australian. Are they? I had no I idea. I think they are. Could I be wrong. Totally believe you. So you know they. I basically know them through their um, the the displays. What do you call them? The the like monitors. Yeah, monitors. Yeah, the field yeah. monitors. Field monitors. And like we had a couple of those uh, for Tree Fort, and it's really cool technology. I love. I love the monitors, and especially yeah. when you pair them with the Teradek. I didn't see Teradek on there, but if they're there, I'm trying to see them. Um, I just want to, you know, I'm a little bit of a gearhead. Yeah. I like seeing what there is. 
Yeah, I'm looking through it now. I don't see Teradek on here anymore. Yeah. But um, Atomos would be cool. Maxon, number three. And Good uh, old Maxon. You know, Red Giant Universe is now Maxon's Red Giant Universe. Mm-mm. And they didn't do a great job with the transition. And they took away like some of our logins as part of it. And wow. uh, I'm just there to give them a piece of my You're mind. Give them a piece of your mind. You're going to walk up yeah. and be like, Maxon, what the fuck? I'm going to be like, sir, you can't enter until you log in. You need to authorize yourself to get into this booth. <laughs> it's like, I'll be like, hold on, let me log out of Lexi and then yeah. I'll have to kick you out. I'll get out of the booth. Yeah. Uh, the no. la- I, I got one more. Yeah, what do you got? What do you got? The last one is Signiant. Oh, good old Signiant. So, so we use Signiant every day for our, our media shuttle. Um, it's a great service, super, like, super impressive technology, and it, it makes us look super pro- professional as well yeah. when we can just send a link uh, for a client to download the entire project off of our server or to upload their video directly to our server. Yeah. It cuts our, our time in half because instead of them uploading and then us downloading, they just upload and it's there for us. It's directly there. And plus, I feel like with Signiant, there is a chance that we could, again, a couple degrees. Like, yeah. I think we're... Yeah pretty tight at this point with uh with uh sean from yeah. signiant the, the it guy <laughs> that'd he, be so funny if he was there if he was there that'd be so sick like <laughs> i i guarantee i'm gonna go to the signiant booth and be like yo is sean here i would buy him a drink immediately. that'd be so sick to meet him in, in person um but yeah he's, uh, he's saved us so many times you know i'm going through this list right now i just actually found it and a couple that that you didn't mention that i think uh would be cool uh carl zeiss Oh, yeah, of course. That's going to be fucking nuts yeah. to see all of like the Zeiss glass yeah, like, in person. We just played with the $20,000 lens a yeah. couple weeks ago. Yeah, that shit was wild. But the Zeiss glass will be will be cool to walk around and look at. Um, B&H, obviously, I think oh, the yeah. B&H booth is going to be cool, but it's feet. basically just going to be like it's going to be like going to the store. So yeah. um, uh, another one that I clicked on that I thought was weird is <laughs> Bavaria. Bavaria. It's the Bavarian Pavilion. Yeah, basically... Uh, I don't know. The oh. the trade fair participation program of the Bavarian Ministry of Economic Affairs offers Bavarian SMEs the opportunity to present themselves within a Bavarian joint booth at trade fairs worldwide. I, I mean, guess this cool. is just people from Germany. Is that that's I discover the state of Bavaria with all of its potential. So there you go. It's just going to have a bunch of like random Bavarian companies. That's going to be weird. That sounds fun. And of course, Libsyn, or I don't know how to say it pro- properly, but L I B S Y N, Libsyn. The I don't know them. They are the like oh. premier podcast. Like that's literally what all podcasts are built on is Libsyn. Okay, so like that is the kind of uh, like the l- podcast library. Like that's where all RSS feeds at their core like really live. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's just it. Just been around for forever. It's like. Uh, you know, podcast distribution thing. I think now there's probably other competitors and it's become more fragmented, but, um, Libsyn is like the, the, the old guard. It's, uh, it's, it's the OG. So I'm going to go take a picture or selfie at the booth and post it to Twitter and tag some podcast people. Hell yeah. Um, so that'd be pretty fun. Uh, getting to my last thing, of course I would be remiss not to mention it. I'm most excited to record a live episode of the sizzle reel from the NAB show floor. Oh yeah, we are going to do that. How, yeah. how it, it might be a little bit of a different format. It might be bits and pieces here and there, Yeah, but it's going to be a fun experience. It's going to be weird. I think what's going to happen is we're each going to put on a lav mic 
and then we'll have like a stick mic and then we'll just walk around and talk to people cool and uh I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It's it should be pretty chill. Uh, it's going to be very different. That's yeah. for sure. I think I might swing by this LTO program place uh, just because, you know, I've been doing some backups recently and I feel like maybe it's worth looking into some LTO solutions. I don't know if it's really for us at this point, but we're up to like 50 terabytes in archival stuff. And yeah. it's like at a certain point, you know, this hard drives after hard drives aren't going to be the solution. Right. So yeah. maybe I'll, you know, just, just yeah, pick we'll go, over, we'll go over there, ask them what they think and it, ask them if, if they think we're ready for it yeah. or, or what. But, uh, yeah, it seems, it seems, uh, it seems like we're gonna have a good time. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Uh, me too. Um, all right, well let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Let's get to what we learned last week. What we learned last week. All right, Chris, uh, why don't you, why don't you go first? What did, uh, what did you learn last week? Well, I learned that the, uh, the Chesapeake Bay was formed by a bolide that impacted <laughs> the Eastern shore of North America nice. about 35 million years ago, plus or minus 0.3 million years. A bolide? Yeah. So, and also when I, when I learned this, I learned what a bolide was. So I learned two things What's last a week. A bolide is a large meteor, which explodes in the atmosphere. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So Chesapeake Bay was formed by a meteor. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, thanks. What I learned last week, and you may have learned it too, is that FIFA are planning to debut a streaming platform called FIFA Plus. Fuck <laughs> okay. Yeah. Can't believe it. Yep. And they're forgot. Check this out. They're planning to produce forty thousand live games in two thousand and twenty-two. We're going to stream forty thousand live games from a hundred member associations across. Oh my god! The six confederations. That's the quantity over quality approach. Yeah, well, I mean, it soccer. Sense, is, yeah. There's just a lot of soccer yeah. going on. I'm surprised that that there's that that I don't know that there's that much to stream. What like, surprised me was the way I don't know if this is how you framed it or how they framed it that they were trying to compete with Netflix. Yeah, I read like, somewhere. What? I read that somewhere that they were going to be like competing with. Uh, no, they're not. They're like we're going to compete with Netflix and all that HBO and all that. It's like well, Th- those are different in terms of being a streamer. Yes, I guess, but. Um, well, they're also going to include uh, original documentaries and archived games that are dating all the way back to the 50s. So that's cool. It's uh, it's going to be pretty nuts. Honestly. It's FIFA, though. Like, I, I absolutely expect them to fuck it up or like get too greedy or just like do a poor job with it overall. But we'll yeah. see. Maybe I should hold my breath on it. Hey, Johnny Infantino said this project represents a cultural shift in the way different types of football fans want to connect with and explore the global game and has been a fundamental part of my vision from 2020 to 2023. Why? Why is it my vision, not our vision? Come on. It will accelerate the dem- democratization of football. Shut and we up. are delighted. How is that democratization? That's literally a centralized version of football. Like yeah. what? That is he's, the I mean, opposite. I, he's trying to say that you can watch anything from anywhere. So like, you know, you could live in New York and you could watch like a like a tie like a i don't know football match that's played in thailand or i can already like do that, that. run it streams baby that's true i mean Sorry, i'm just hey, being a hater it's it i think they're gonna run it into the ground personally i don't yeah. i don't think it's gonna really work it's and a great concept, concept, like what's the price point all that kind yeah. of stuff it's we'll see we'll see what they end up doing with it i feel like if it wasn't fifa itself in charge of this then i would be like oh this is dope this is yeah. gonna be cool but now i'm like uh yeah, I mean, if there's well, look, if there's anything FIFA's gonna do, it's make money. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, I do know that it probably won't be cheap, but we'll see. Uh, they should partner with Movie Pass. <laughs> that would be dope. It's coming back. 
Um, all right, let's wrap this thing the hell yeah. up and get the hell out it's of here. 8 p.m. It's on Friday. a Friday. It's ne- nearing 9 p.m. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, next week, we'll be coming at you from NAB. Yeah, you're welcome. See you. Night now, and the moon looks like a dandelion. It's black now, and the blackbird's feeding on rice, and his red wings look like diamonds and lice. I can hear the mice toes scampering, gophers rumbling in piled crater rock holes. One red bean stuck in the bottom of a tin bowl. Hot coffee from a crimped up can. Me and my girl named Bimbo. Limbo. Spam. A Shishkin Productions podcast.